Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. Bonus live quarantine edition. With your host, Kurt Sandvik, and as always, Stitch. Call in now with your paranormal stories. If they're true, I want to hear them. Ghosts, demons, UFOs, Bigfoot, Thunderbirds, anything paranormal. Call in now, 818-732-9399. That's right. Welcome to another live edition of Paranormal Almanac. I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig. The phone lines are already open. Phone line or the phone number is right above me. And in a second, will be right below me too. Boom. There you go. Phone lines are open. 818-732-9399. Feel free to call in anything paranormal. This is the first Saturday I've done in quite a while. Usually I don't do a lot on Saturdays, but I figured, fuck it, I'm sitting at home. Why the hell not? So let's see. Uh, oh, Connor's listening. Hey, howdy. Hi, buddy. Connor, your dog is getting so huge. It's unbelievable. Krista, hey, honey, hi. Marcia's here and Russ is here and Susan's here. Susan, um, hopefully you're okay from the hurricane. I know that it's going towards your guys' direction, a bunch of listeners' directions, apparently. So, everybody stay safe, stay inside, stay drunk. I don't know what you're supposed to do on a hurricane. I've never been in a hurricane, nor do I want to. We had earthquakes just this week. We had a few earthquakes. Did not like them. Did not like them at all. But uh, earth uh, earthquakes, I've been in. Tornadoes, sure, sure, yeah, I've been in tornadoes. Hurricanes, nope, haven't been in one, don't really want to be in one. Uh, so hopefully everybody's doing okay. Uh, Fran is here. James, I said hi to howdy hi to James. And of course, the Sean Bishop is here, which always makes for a good show. Bobby's here. Yeah, that's right. Yes, Russ, I'm getting all kinds of graphic-y in here. Oh, wait, Nick is here. Hey, howdy hi, Nick. Uh, I, you know what, Lauren? I did try and plugging it and plugging it back in, and it turns out there's no plug in Google Voice. So that's how they get you. You got to pay extra for the plug so you can unplug it and plug it back in. That's how they get you. Jiggle the handle. No handle. You got to pay extra for the handle on top of the plug to plug it back in. Okay. So, whoever was calling, please attempt to call back. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Good to see you, buddy. Lots of people on here. I'm loving this. I didn't realize that you guys all wanted so many Saturday calls, or I would have done it uh, earlier than now. Steve, what's this show about? Uh, This show is about paranormal calls that this person's trying to call me with okay so it's not google voice here i was slamming google voice this whole time sorry google voice please don't yell at me anymore it's apparently the caller because that was an answered call uh steven what is this show about this is paranormal almanac this is a live call-in show for anybody that has their own personal paranormal experience, or if they've been told a paranormal experience by like their mom or their dad, relatives, coworkers, whatever, as long as they're true. That's the only prerequisite, as long as they're true. And you can call in 
Here, I'll do it here. 818-732-9399. Call in. Tell me about your personal paranormal experience. We also have a bunch of great people in the chat room that like to talk and chat and give their two cents in the best way. Got to hear me. Caller, you're on the air. Hello, hello. There we go. Hey, howdy, hi. Well, I went through. How are you? This is what I like. How you doing? Oh, waiting for this hurricane to come through. Yeah, seriously. Are you guys in the path of the hurricane? You and Susan? Um, we're in Florida on the edge where it's going to be, but it, who knows what? It's a hurricane. And it's 2020, so, you know. That's a good point. So it's probably going to be like <laughs> some insane mega hurricane that sneaks up on you. Yeah, no, it's going to be bad. So, yeah, you, get, you stay safe is the most important thing. Yes, yes. And how are you doing? I am fantastic, thank you. I missed you on the last show. I'm glad to hear you on this show. I always like it when you call in. Yes, I'm sorry you missed me. It's been crazy. Hey, it's all but, right. It okay, crazy. so my question for you. Oh, sure. Have you ever been so scared that you couldn't move from something happening to you? Um, Maybe for like a split second, but never one of those things where you're like, if I, you know, like, oh my God, and you're just frozen fear. Um, because I'm not a freezing fear kind of guy. I'm, I'm more of a, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here kind of guy. Like if, if something's that scary, I'd much rather bone out than to freeze in fear and just be stuck there. Okay. Okay. Of course, I froze on that last thing that happened to me. Oh, Like really? I couldn't even get to the door. I told you about the shadows. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I was so scared. I literally couldn't get to the door and I started banging on the window. My husband came running out. We had the house blessed. Oh, I staged the whole house. And then my brother-in-law, just like a couple of days ago, saw the shadow again in the house. Really? Yeah. And he's just, you know, he's like, oh, I haven't seen anything since I've been here. And then all of a sudden he was like, oh, my God, it like went right past me. So he got a little surprised, too. I would say. So it's even after the blessing, whatever that shadow yeah. thing is, so, it's still in the house. Well, I don't actually think it's in the house. What do you mean? I think it's just going through the house, through the land. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Um, I think there was actually more than one thing. Um, because I had somebody come over that's very spiritual, and they said that there was more than one thing here. So oh, we blessed really? the land, we blessed the house, we did everything. We saw through the sills, uh, the windowsills, everything. And even after so, all of that, it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't catch, it didn't work. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I, if I have to break, my husband and my brother-in-law are comfortable with it. So I don't think what was outside that scared me was the same thing that was inside. Okay. It just keep, just goes straight through the house. So, I mean, we live in an area that was a lot of Native Americans and, of course, the war, you know, yeah. the battles and wars. Sure. So, it might not even be paying attention to us. It might just be residual. Okay. Well, it, but, did, wait, I thought it interacted with you. Did it not interact? The shadow thing? So, what outside so for those For those what? that are, like, oh. just, just joining us, she's talking about an experience that they had outside the house, and I thought it was inside the house, too. It wasn't? Yes, but that one was my husband's saw. Okay, so the one in the in the house, my husband was the one that saw it. Because I walked in the house, so everybody can hear the story. I walked in the house, and my husband has this really weird look on his face. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, 
there was a shadow, and I literally had to jump out of the way because it was coming through. It was going right past me. Yeah, that's why I think I'm like, that... okay, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, I was outside on the back porch, and where the um, where it's a cro- uh, like area, it was a shadow that came, looked at, stopped, looked. At, it looked like I, I, I can assume it looked at me. I didn't see any eyes. Stopped and then zoomed back the other way. Yeah. That doesn't and sound then residual we had the house That sounds left. like it's interactive. Yeah. Right. That one was interactive, and the one that went over the um, sector tank was interactive. But the one that went through the house doesn't seem to be. Hmm. I don't know. You know, um, I didn't see the one in the house. But apparently now my brother-in-law, my nephew, and my husband. So, um, well, I, I, I don't want to see it. Sure, no, I mean, hey, <laughs> I'm okay with outside. I'm not okay with inside. Oh, of course. And you never know. I mean, there takes it takes a few times sometimes to bless a house. Yeah. So I've heard yeah. from many people that have had a very frightening, Sean Bishop being one of them, very frightening experiences in their house. They blessed the house and it didn't take, it didn't work, that, you know, what for whatever reason, it didn't stop whatever was in their house. So it does take a couple of times. Yeah, because we had that in the other other. Um, house that yeah. the, my two boys live in. Mm-hmm. We had to ha- we had that blessed like three times. I had a Roman Catholic priest come in the house. Yeah, that's right. And bless the whole entire house. And um, we had uh, some spiritual people come in and do a saging and everything. And the oh, and that was a that was a scary place. This is not scary. Actually, well, my good. youngest child, when I told him about this, got very upset. He's like, "No, Joni, before." Um, we moved here. It was a fa- um, her name was Joni, and she was basically like family to us. My husband and my fam- uh, my husband's family knew her for years, thirty years and more. So my youngest son was rubbing. Oh, my kids were close to her, and he got really upset. He's like, "No, no, Joni's here. Joni will protect you." So um, he was very adamant about that. That's interesting. Um, uh- it's. I still think, and I think you agreed with me last time, that whatever it is seems to be following you, at least to a certain extent, something's following you. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm like a magnet. Sure. You and know? That, you know, that, that, okay. doesn't, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help. Michael's my shield, and I'm a magnet. So. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out to Mom. Hi, Mom. I know you're on here. She is. <laughs> She's doing good. I like, I, hear, I like seeing that. I like seeing that you guys are okay and safe in the hurricane. Oh, yeah. Well, and we watch one another. Excellent. Okay, so I got, a, oh, and, and I was thinking about this. I'm like, all the experiences. I actually have one that's really scary that happened to me when I was a kid. Oh, I'd like to hear it. Okay. So um, I come from New York, as you can tell with this accent. But I lived half of my life in the country in a small town called House Capes, that if you blinked, you passed it. Um. I was hanging out with my cousin. I must have been about 11, 12. No, maybe a little bit. Maybe maybe a little bit, 15. And her boyfriend was telling us a story about this old house that um, is haunted. You know, we were just joking and talking about stories and all this stuff, you know. And he made this house sound so dramatic and so, oh, my gosh, this was like this happened and this happened and this happened. And we're all going, okay. So one winter... It had snowed. And upstate, it snows, it snows. And his father had told us to take the plow the, um, and do the roads. So as we were going up to doing the roads, he had it was me, my cousin Lorinda, George, his cousin Peter, 
and one other, a friend. Okay. We, he go, as we're hanging on there, just hang, just chilling and plowing things, we were having a blast in the snow. Um, he stops at this place, and he goes, this is the house. And uh, we're like, okay. So he's like, come on, I'm going to show you it. So the story was that there was a couple of kids that had gone to the house, and as two of them, one of them hung out on the porch and didn't go in. And the other two went in and checked the house out. And when they came out, he's, um, the kid's hair was white. Huh. That was a story that he told us. Sure. I remember that story. Okay. So I was like, okay, okay. You know, we're thinking he's just trying to scare us. So as we're walking, we all noticed that in the snow there are footprints. And the footprints stop, start in an area that there's no other footprints to go by. And it goes to a tree. So we're all kind of boggled about this. And I'm thinking, how the heck did he get that accomplished? You know? Because I'm thinking he's trying to bring us to a place that's just to scare us. Do you know how guys are? Of course, yeah. So um, he explained to us that the guy that lived there killed his three kids and his wife and then went out to the backyard and hung himself. So he's telling us about the tree. And we're like, okay, yeah, okay. So... Like, come on, let's go check this. And it, this house looked like a scary house. You know, it was it was run down. It was old and stuff. It's something we probably shouldn't have been in. Um, we went, we go in. So I was the last person because I was convinced that he was going to scare us somehow. So I was going to keep an eye on everybody. Sure. So we had started from the basement. We went up to the top floor. And we, um, the way it was was when you first walked in that door in the house, there was a, a stairs that on the right-hand side that led up. And then there was rooms to the left, and then the, in, to the, um, past the steps were, was the kitchen. Okay? Uh-huh. So um, we go and check the basement, and Steve, then we go cool, upstairs. Steve, oh, I hear him barking. It's cool. It's cool. We're, we're doing a show. Come on. It's just someone walking by with a dog. <laughs> it's fine. He's just barking at a dog walking by. Sorry. Continue, please. He's happy. Yeah. Um. So I'm the last one on the stairs coming down, and we're about to leave. Okay. So I was like, okay, he, what, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for him to do something. Um, Peter was beside me. My, um, uh, Lorenda was in the front. Um, uh, George was right beside her, and then there was another person with us. So as we're going down the stairs, this is where it gets creepy. On the left, I was holding the banister. On the left side of me, in the corner of my eye, I saw something. So I turn and look. And a ball starts bouncing down the stairs. And stops dead in the center of the hallway. Really? And I was the last person on the stairs, but I was the first one out the door. <laughs> Could it have been a setup that he had somebody else... You know, we checked that whole entire place. Oh, okay, so we went, was like, there was there. nothing there All right. because I was expecting that. Yeah. You know, I was expecting. And believe me, I don't even think they realized before I was out the door what just happened. <laughs> okay. Because I literally made sure I was the last person because that was something I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting. So, now, yeah. Have you ever checked out the house, the history of the house? To no. Find out? No, I never went back again. No, no, just like online, maybe you know, somewhere down the down the if you can remember I exactly was so where it was, young, or roughly where it was. Yeah, I was so young 
I, I, I barely remember how we actually got that way. Sure. No worries, because he yeah. was driving the tractor trailer. So I really don't even, you know, we were going down roads. It was like in this dirt road area in the con- middle of the country in the woods. You know, when, when I used to live there, the closest neighbor was like 10 miles. Oh, sure. Yeah, I lived in the, like in the boonies. So, um, and it was by, I could say it was by Scary, which is a small town now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But, I'd be um, curious to yeah. see if there really was, because you said it was a murder house, right? Yes, it was. That was that was uh, yes. It was a murder house. He, um, from what I heard, from what the story before we got there, he was telling us that the guy had killed his wife, his three kids, and his wife. I'd be curious and then to went see outside. if that was true. Like to, to see, you know, if you could verify that because those those little key things. If you can verify that there was a murder in that town, you could usually figure out where the house was. And then from there, you could figure okay. out if there's any paranormal you know, activity connected to it. I'll do the it. research. Yeah, that'd be I'll great. I love research. that. Yeah. So um, that's something that happened to me when I was when I was very young. I love it. I love it. And it's always yeah, a ball. So. I don't get why. Like, I mean, and, and what was funny is the ball was clean. There was nothing wrong with the ball, and the ball was red. Yeah. See, I never understand why. Like, I mean, I, I'm glad that they want to play and not want to kill you, but uh, still, that's creepy. Yeah. I, I, and, 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 and to this day, I still don't have an explanation because everybody was in front. We, yeah. I mean, we, we literally, this, there was no furniture in this place. There was no place for a ball to be in. We went through closets. Sure. Because I was going to make sure that nobody was going to scare me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, you did it You did it the right way. You went in with that whole, like, uh, I might have to debunk this or, or, or with the uh, receptors up, like, this might be BS. So you did it the right way, and even still... You got you you got something bizarrely paranormal that that happened to you, but yeah, I would definitely yeah. love it if you could do a little like if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want I, to. I, you know what? I'm actually curious now because yeah. I mean, I was thinking about well, let me see what's gone through my life, and I was like, okay, wait, oh wow, I didn't even tell him about this one, so I was like, okay, well, I got to tell him this 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 event that happened to me because it was like, wow, okay. Like I said, ever since I was little, I've had things, you know, oh, I got one. This was creepy. Sure. This was really creepy. Okay. So we were living in the other house in Castleberry, and this was weird. I was on the bed watching TV in my room, and all of a sudden, through the wall, it, it, it sounds stupid even to say it. There was a person in a clown outfit that just basically floated and went straight through the uh, past me and out the out, um, the, um and through the wall again. Nope, don't like that. Don't like don't like clowns. No, like I didn't like clowns. that. Yeah, no. But that was like a weird thing because it didn't even look like a ghost. It looked like you ever see the um when you're looking at the ground and it's um it's hot and it has that wavy oh, sure. look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it looked like that. Interesting. Well, that's bizarre, yeah. and I don't like that. I don't like anything to do with clowns, yeah. so no thanks. It never happened before. Again, I, I was just bizarre. I was like, okay, and it was gone. Yeah, no, that's bizarre. I like, I, you know, I like the quick, weird, bizarre ones, but, you know, possible ghost clown? No thanks. Clowns? Yeah. And then, and like I said, that was just like, it was like, okay, did I really see that? I was colorful. <laughs> it was like, it looked like a clown. It didn't even look at me. It just went through. Hey, sometimes sometimes ghost clowns got to go through. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for being the first caller and kind of kicking this off. You've got thank a bunch you. of people saying, hey, I want to call in. So this is awesome. I think I think you okay. kind of broke the ice on this, this episode. Thank you so, so much. Good. Always okay, good I'll talk to you later. You. Thank you again. Bye-bye, hon. Bye now. Oh, that's Maria. She's the best. I love her. Um, ghost clowns. Nope. No, thanks. Look, ghost kids are the, the scariest in my book, but I would put ghost clowns just right there with them. I don't, I don't want, look, ghosts, scary enough. Clowns, scary enough. Ghost clowns, we don't need that combo. We don't need that combo in 2020. It's, it's, you know, 2020 is scary enough. Holy crap. All right. The lines are open. So Jay, if you want to call in, 818-732-9399. We had a couple more people. Ulysses, if you're still there, uh, please feel free to call in. Yeah, it's not the light that's flickering. It's the camera lens for whatever reason. I think it's this board. I might actually take this board back down. It seems to re be reflecting off the camera and making it go all crazy. Caller, you are on the air. Oh, hi. So my name's Melissa. I was the one last week that had the story about being a truck driver and oh. seeing all those creepy people. Yeah, yes, with the black, Melissa. The black and yep. red robes, right? Yep, yep, that was me. Um, what the crap so, was that? With the big, with the big, with the big grins or the big mouths? I have no clue. And thank goodness the company that I'm with, I don't go in that area anymore. But still, there's. Still creepy shit you see while you're driving on the road. Um, I wasn't able to call in last time around, but here I am. Um, so I have another trucking creepy story. Oh, please, because everybody liked the first one, and, and I could not <laughs> do it justice, so I'm glad that everybody liked it. Oh, good, good. So um, same company that I was with, and at that time I was partnered up with Buddy, whereas now, right now, I drive solo. Um, my partner was driving and I really couldn't go to sleep. So I just sat up in the front and we just chatted while he was driving throughout his shift. Um, as we're, and we're just laughing and joking, listening to music, whatnot. Um, and we're, I want to say we were driving through Nebraska. So again, flat, lonesome road. And it was at night. Um, I see what looks like a lady standing on the side of the road, but there's no car. Um, really? And I say to him, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I got a bad feeling in my stomach. I, I was like, yeah, we're in the middle of nowhere, and there's just this lady standing in the middle of, like, on the side of the road, and there's no car. I was like, uh, why don't you get into the fast lane and, like, just kind of go around her? And he was like, nah, it's no big deal. It's just a lady, which is always everyone's famous last word. Exactly. Right before, they, <laughs> before she kills you, what was she wearing? Um, she was wearing, she wasn't wearing, like, a white gown, because I've heard about, like, people Damn. talk about, like, yeah, like, the white gown ladies. Yeah. No, she didn't look like that, but she was wearing all white. She was wearing white shorts and a white t-shirt. Really? And, okay. So it's a lady in yeah, white, but well, in a, like, a, a updated fashion sense. Yeah, it was more updated, and she, she didn't have any shoes on, which, that kind of made me nervous. Something about her made me very nervous. Um, he brushes it off. He was like, oh, you're just being paranoid, da 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 da, da. And as he starts approaching this lady, um, she jumps in front of our vehicle. But there's no bump, nothing, just, he, we think she, we hit her. Holy um, crap. 
Oh, yeah. It scares the absolute hip out of both of us. Uh, I tell him, just pull over, pull over, pull over. So he pulls over to the side, and we sit there for a minute because, I mean, two terrible, like, worst nightmares as a truck driver is either you roll the, the truck over or you hit somebody, like a person. Sure. Those like are, yeah, those are our two worst nightmares. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, my God, what do we do? Those seem bad, sure. I know, so I'm like, what do we do, what do we do? And I look at him, and I just said, look, I'll get out of the truck, because I was a lot, I'm still a lot smaller than my former partner. And I was like, I'll, like, look under the tractor and just kind of see what's going on there. Uh, and he's like, okay. And I get out of the truck, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, there's just going to be blood everywhere, yeah. and just, it's going to be it's just gonna be a shit show, and I'm even as I'm going under the truck as I'm trying to see if there's a person there. I was like, I'm gonna pass out. Oh my god, I'm gonna just pass out right now. <laughs> uh, no, no, there was nothing, nothing there. And and, and I assume and that you like looked behind the truck and on the road and I looked everywhere. I, I so first I went under the truck because I was like, okay. If you hit somebody, chances are they're going to be under your your tractor. Yeah. Um, so so I looked under there and no, there wasn't anybody there. So then I looked around the truck, both tractor and trailer, nobody there. I looked on the road, nothing. There was nothing there. There was no evidence that there was a person ever there. Um, even he he went out and looked because by the way, when I got in. He was, and I said, there's nobody there. He was like, bullshit, you're just trying to make me feel better. And I'm like, no, there really isn't anybody there. And so he does the same thing. He goes around the tractor trailer. He looks at the road. He he, he was a little too big to get under the, the, the tractor. So he was just like, I'm just going to shine a flashlight and just see if there's anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. No damage to our tractor, not our trailer, nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, there would be, like, an imprint of a woman in white on the grill of the truck, too. So it would be very easy to find, you know, at least a little red splatter of some sort. Now, was the exactly was the white outfit she was wearing, was it contemporary shorts and a shirt? Or was it, like, what decade would you put that outfit in? Pretty recent. Like, I mean, she, I mean, this is, like, in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. It looked like she could probably have bought that shit off of, like, Walmart. Yeah. So, That's yeah, so it, weird. Yeah, so, yeah, because if it was, like, the typical what you, you see on TV, like a lady wearing a white gown, then I would have been like, oh, hell no, get in the fast lane immediately <laughs> and let's get the hell out of here. But, no, she just looked like a woman standing in the middle of, of uh, or excuse me, on the side of the road with her just white t-shirt and white shorts and no shoes. Holy crap. All right. So, yeah. Then you... <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. I don't want to ever be a truck driver because that's got to be terrifying enough as is. You don't need you don't need ghosts and weird ghost cult member <laughs> things happening to you. Yeah. That, that, you know, the first story that I submitted and this story is the two scary ones. I have one that's started out creepy but turned out really funny um so i was driving from amarillo texas to roswell new mexico oh of and course this was 
of course, I know. Um, and I even called my friends and made the joke. I was like, oh, I hope I get abducted by aliens because this was like a couple months ago when just between coronavirus and everything that's happening in America, I was like, you know what? If aliens abduct me, I'm not even going to fight about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm driving. And to get from Amarillo to Roswell, you have to go through these backwood roads. Like, it's not, there's no major highway to get there. Um, so I'm going to go all these, like, lonesome roads, and it's pitch black, and on top of that, it's storming really badly, and I'm just like, oh, God, it really sucks. And finally, the storm lifts up, and the road that I was taking, it was going to cut me through, the like, a, pretty much the, the city part of Roswell, um, but it was still pitch black open until you get to the city. And the first thing I see after I've been joking about aliens was a damn UFO. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, are you serious? It's like typical flying saucer looking. It had red and yellow lights on. And I said, oh, my God, this is it. I'm going to get abducted. And on top of that, I'm from... I'm from the deep south. I was like, nobody's going to believe me. I'm going to get abducted. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to sound like one of the dicks that's like, I'm abducted by an alien, and nobody's going to believe me. And I'm like, oh, my God. And as I get closer, and by the way, I'm really tired doing my shift. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is it. I get closer. I realize it's the McDonald's there. They have a, like, flying saucer-themed McDonald's that's in Rockwell, awesome. New Mexico. But that's also that's just mean to any kind of people driving because everybody's thinking the same thing you're thinking on the way into Roswell is when am I going to see a UFO and then bam there's that. I know and I'm like oh my god and as I got closer I felt really dumb. <laughs> no, I would I would have thought the same thing. I think everybody in this chat room would have thought the same thing. Um, <laughs> that's I love that. But now I. Since you actually called in, and not just me reading your story, I have to ask, mm -hmm. being a truck driver, have you ever seen a UFO? You're out there late at night, you're driving through the middle of nowhere. UFO? You know, no, um, I, I haven't seen anything like that. I've seen much more, like, creepy things lurking in the woods. Um, yeah, no UFO. That, no, hey, that's good. Yeah. I mean... Unless you want to see a UFO, but that's a good thing. You've got enough weird stuff to be on the lookout yeah. for, so you don't need to throw a UFO on there. But, uh, right. <laughs> you know, if you do, if you see anything else, I'm t not just a UFO, uh, you know, Bigfoot, more ghosts, you know, hitchhiking ghosts, large marge, whatever you see, I want to hear about it. So I thank you oh, so yeah. much for calling in. I love this. I love actually getting a chance to chat with you. Same, same. Thanks for calling in. And I got to thank Caitlin for, for you calling in, because without her, it wouldn't have happened. So happy belated, Caitlin. Thank you again. Yes, happy belated birthday, Caitlin. Thanks for calling. I really do appreciate it. That was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks, you too. Bye now. How awesome was that? I love it. So she saw, if you have to listen to the, or watch the last live episode, I read Melissa's story about this bizarre black and robe culted looking demon things with large grins just creepy as hell story so um oh yeah don't don't sideswipe bigfoot don't don't shoot him don't sideswipe him don't pick him up well if you want to pick him up as a hitchhiker that's that's up to you i won't i won't tell you not to 
But, uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of people saying they might call in. Here you go. Now's your chance. Lines are open. It's it's real small right now. There, Wait, it's hard to do backwards. 818-732-9399. Once again, that phone number is 818-732-9399. Call in now. I had a couple people trying to call in uh, during Melissa's call. So lines are open. Now's your chance. I think Sean Bishop is one of the people. I would always love to talk to you, buddy. So... Feel free to call in. Angie's working up the ambition to call in by having a drink. That's the way to do it. That's how I have to work up the ambition to, not the ambition, I have to work up the nerve to uh, host the show. That's why I have a drink. So I recommend it. Have a drink. Relax. Call in. Uh, Who is the other one? Ulysses? Yeah, dude, please. uh, Ulysses, please call in. That would be, uh, I'm nice to talk. I'm nice to chat with. I'm cool. But yeah, there's a lot of people saying like, yeah, my ex-husband was a truck driver. He would tell me crazy stories. I've heard that from a lot of people since last week's episode when I read Melissa's story that a bunch of people went, oh yeah, my uncle was a truck driver. He used to see weird crap all the time. Not ghosts or not just uh, UFOs, but like possible ghosts or possible car accident victims. He would see them all the time. He'd pull over. He'd see some, he'd see a car wreck, pull over to go help the people. And when he got over to where it was, no car, no people, no nothing. So he saw ghost wrecks, which is always crazy creepy. Here we go. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Kurt. It's Ulysses. Hey, Ulysses. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Excellent. Hey, thank you for calling. I really appreciate that. Uh, no problem. So, so you have something uh, paranormal to tell us, right? I've had actually a lot of experiences, but bear with me if uh, I'm kind of walking around my apartment complex, uh, kind of hiding from my uh, my son, Angel, and he'll come up in one of the stories. Okay. So I'm kind of hiding from him because he'll come up to me and I don't want to, I don't want him to hear me talking about those experiences because... Totally understand. He, yeah. No, he'll get scared. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, remi- well, I don't want that. Definitely not. I actually had to leave my apartment because my wife gets upset when I bring this shit up. So oh, no. it just reminds her. So um, one of the strongest experiences that I had. Now, granted, I apologize. I'm on headphones and I'm walking around. No, no, you sound so great, you're man. Gonna... You sound great. Okay, one of the most recent, or well, not not recent, one of the strongest experiences that I had that I shared with my family, my wife, and my son, Angel. So this happened around, shit, I'm spitballing here, uh, about four years back, right? My son Angel was, he's 10 now. I'm spitballing, give it a year, take a year, between six or seven. So he came down with the flu, what, what'd they say? You can hear me, right? You can yeah, hear me yeah, good? Yeah, no, you sound great, yeah. Okay, he came down with the flu, what they diagnose him? Blue type B or some shit like that. Okay. Really bad. Really bad. His fever was up there. I had to dip him in the bathtub just to bring his oh, fever wow. down a couple times. So we take him to the urgent care. We come back home. And uh, I tell my wife, you know what? You and Angel sleep in our bedroom. You keep an eye on him. Stay in the bed with him. I'm going to pop the door open. I'm going to put our reading books here. A bunch of shit to pop the door open. Keep it open. And I told her, I'm going to be down the hall. And Junior, I'm going to be sleeping with Junior. That's my oldest son. I'm going to be sleeping with him in the bed. I'm going to have the door open. I popped that door open, too. I said, just give me a holler. Yell if you need me to get up or if you need anything. Ah, shit. 
I'm starting to get a little antsy just remembering all that shit. But uh, so throughout the night, my wife starts yelling for me, babe, 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 babe. And I, I run down the hallway into, into our bedroom. My wife, my wife is very skeptical, doesn't believe in anything paranormal. Okay. And I do, not at that moment when that shit was going on. <laughs> As I'm running down the hall, as I'm running down the hallway, you can still hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, you sound great. Okay, so I run down the hallway for the first time. My wife, she's freaking the fuck out. She's on the face, right? So as soon as I walk in my bedroom door, I, as soon as you walk in, okay, just so you guys, the callers can get a uh, a good point of view, or or so they can visualize everything. As soon as you open the door, it's my bed, and my bed faces south to north right okay so as soon as i open the door she's on the edge of the bed my son's on against the wall and the fucking room is ice cold cold you can see your breath and she's telling me she feels something in the room something i ignore it i'm trying to debunk it the ac the fan some shit some shit sure, she's getting yeah, upset yeah, yeah. i'm like she's not i'm not taking her serious i'm like ah oh, don't worry baby it was just this it was just that so it happens again. It happened a second time. And here I am still trying to find some reasonable, something, something to make sense. The window's not open. It's not the fucking AC. There's no fan going. There's nothing. The third time, the third time's what fucked me up a little bit. Well, actually, it's what traumatized my wife and my son to this day. She is fucking screaming, right? I jump out of bed. But screaming, I thought somebody broke in through our window. I thought they were fucking potentially raping her, Eek. trying to do something to her or my son, or stabbing her. Because it sounded, it sounded like she was in fucking pain. And the and and the and the weird fuck though, this is the weird part. As I'm running down the hallway, the fucking bedroom door is closed. It was never closed. I popped it open. There's like ten pounds of shit in front of that door. So I bust the door open, right? Yeah. As soon as I busted open, she is latched onto my son with both her hands. He had both arms fully extended. She has both of her hands fully latched onto his. Let me place myself. Uh, and that way, so his left hand, his right hand or his right arm is being pulled in the opposite direction. Oh wow! There, there isn't nothing in the opposite direction. The only thing there is on the other side is a fucking wall. The room, keep in mind, is fucking ice cold. You can see your breath. So I jump in between them. I grab my son. Now, my, my son's like a zombie. He's just looking dead ahead with his eyes fully open, wide open. And he's shaking his head side to side. No, 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 no. He's like in a trance. So I jumped in between them. I grabbed him. I hugged him. I had to slap him in the face to get him to react a couple of times. Oh, wow. And he came through. He came through. I'm in front of him, and I'm like, Angel, 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 what's going on? And he keeps looking behind me, right? I'm standing directly in front of him on my bed. And he's looking behind me. He's looking behind me. He's like, Dad, don't let him take him. Ah, shit, here he comes. No, no, he went the other way. He's like, Dad, 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 don't let them take me. Don't let them take me. I'm like, who? Who? The bad guys. The bad guys are fighting with the good guys. They're like, Dad, Dad, this is a fight that my wife never fucking forgets. She's like, Dad, they know you can see them. Ah, oh, that shit gives me the chills. 
Well, yeah, dude, this uh, is terrifying. Yes, yes. So apparently there were, I don't know, ghosts, good ghosts, bad ghosts, something with my son. They wanted him. And it was physically well, trying to pull him. I mean, it was physically taking him, and your wife had to hold him back. She was, yes, sir. My wife's not a small woman either. She had both her hands wrapped around his left arm or left hand, and he's being pulled in the opposite direction by his right hand or right arm. Jeez. That's when I jumped in. That's when I jumped in between them, hugged my son, slapped him across the face, get him to react. He's shaking his head side, side to side, no, 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 while looking behind me. So I looked behind me, and yes, I felt something behind me. I don't know what the fuck it was. Felt cold. You could see your breath. But I never, ever told anyone that I could see shit. Never. Never. And to this day, my wife remembers that. That's the part that picks up. She's, uh, you see stuff? And we've had other experiences along the way before this. Okay. Before, before this. Okay. So this, this was, something was building up to this experience then. Well, no, no. I've been living in, in this apartment complex for 14 years. I've never. Okay. So let me finish. Let me oh, finish. Sure, Sorry. Sure. I'm Please, jumping. No, I'm no, jumping forward. Yeah, yeah. So, um. That happened. I stayed the night, that night. I get him to calm down. We should just went to the fucking living room, but we slept in the bed. I slept in the bed with him. Never in my 38 years on this planet have I ever shared a dream with anyone. That night, I don't know if you want to call it astral projection, out-of-body experience. My wife and I had to share a dream. And this dream... I saw myself hovering over myself. I could see myself laying down in my bed, my wife and my son. Well, my wife was sharing this dream with me. I didn't know this. She tells me this later on. So I'm watching myself. I, I could see my bedroom. I could see everything. In fact, I'm literally floating above my bed. Yeah. I could see myself sleeping. So I have this feeling. I could sense something in the fucking room in my dream. I didn't like it. And I just spoke out loud. This is all I said. Whatever you are, whatever you are, I could sense it wanted my wife and my son. That's all I know. I'm not no super ghostbuster, none of that shit. But I sense that this something wanted, I'm not saying do harm, but it wanted something with my wife and my son. Sure. So I just said out loud, I just said out loud, whoever you are, whatever you are, you are not touching my wife or son. I will die first before you fucking touch him. Right then and there, in my fucking dream, it grabbed me by my left foot or my left ankle, and it pulled me. It pulled me in my dream. Check this out, though. It caught me off guard. It just scared me. I wasn't expecting it. But I snapped out of my dream. My wife jumped up, and she said, what the fuck was that? Oh, wow. What was that? No, 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 no. This is the part. This is the part that kind of creeped me out. She's like, what the fuck was that that grabbed you by your ankle and pulled you? It did not like... It, it, it didn't like what you said. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, I saw you hovering and floating, and I saw something just grab you, and then I stopped out of reality. I mean, I stepped out of the dream world, now fully awake. Three days, three days was my left ankle hurting. It, I was sore for three days. Holy crap. Now, wait. That very... Now, when it was pulling your left ankle, was it pulling you, the floating you it, left ankle? No, 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 sleeping no, no, it, it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, thank you for asking, it pulled the sleeping me, not the floating really? me. Really? So when it did that, it was just a hard yank, I guess I was catapulted back into my body and I snapped out of it, and wide awake, 
my wife set up to, sprang up, what the fuck was that? What grabbed you, what pulled you? I was like, what the fuck? So she she later on confirmed that she saw everything, blah, blah, blah. Well, check this out, and it continues. So, very next day, right? Luckily, fortunate for my family, I was laid off during this process. I work in the oil and gas industry. I was laid off. Thank God. God only knows why he does things. So, um, next day, I drag my family. I, I, I go to my bedroom. I drag out the mattress, take it to the living room. I have couches in the living room that, but they're L-shaped couches. Take the mattress, slam it against the, the couches. I put my family inside against the couches, right? I'm on the outside. All right. So, um, makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now my family's on the inside. I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to, I'm protecting them, so I'm sleeping on the outside. So whatever it, whatever this thing was in the apartment started fucking with me personally after that, from then on. Because it would not let me sleep. It. Yeah, if you challenge it, yeah, of course. It, it, you pissed Kurt, it off, it Kurt, sounds like. Check this out, Kurt. I was taking up to 16 sleeping pills a night just to try to get some sleep. And every time, 16, I should have OD'd. Somebody told me that was stupid. I could have OD'd. Yeah, that was stupid. Now, thinking back, it was very stupid. But um, every time I'd start dozing off, this thing, whatever the fuck it was, would start making noise. Oh, I fucking whispered in my ear. Eesh. Oh, my God. I fucking, oh, I just, I just got the chills. Now, but so you, was, you never saw it, though, right? You never, you, you, you can sense I, it, but not um, see it. I could sense it. I would see what you call shadow people. But the thing is, I, I could sense it because I've had, I don't want to jump too fast forward, but I could sense it. Uh, my wife says that she's seen it firsthand. But I get goosebumps, like chicken skin times 10. Yeah. And the hair on my arms would stand straight up like if you were to rub a balloon on your head and they stand straight up. Makes oh, sense, right? Crap. I don't know what it is. I'm not no ghostbuster. It just... I could send something. I could feel something. I don't know if it's good. It's like sometimes I, I, I could tell like it's good. I don't know. I feel warm. So I think warm is good, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Not all the times. I mean, those times that I thought warmness, I have to count on my one hand. But literally, uh, I get chicken skin times 10. Hair well, sure, straight man. up. That's a, and, that's a physical, and my, even, even if it was in, even technically you were, you know, call it a dream state. You had a physical um, result from it. Your ankle hurt from the, the ankle where it grabbed you. Your wife could corroborate it, so it obviously wasn't a dream. Something grabbed no. you. Yeah. Something grabbed me, so it kept pestering me, kept fucking with me. Every time I'd go to sleep, my patio, I got those long, uh, those, my patio was a glass sliding door. I got those long blinds, those long blinds are like, what, eight feet tall? Mm-hmm. So every time I'd, I'd, I'd start dozing off, it'd, it'd start fucking with the blinds. Oof. Opening and closing cabinet doors, opening and closing restroom doors. Only when I was asleep. Nobody else heard it. My wife, my kids, and thank God they didn't hear it because they were already traumatized as it is. And now, every you time I walked down the hall. Are still? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, it is. Yes, I am. I'm currently still here. It's calmed down. It's calmed down. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. But every time I'd walk down the hallway to my bedroom and change in the morning, or not, not, not changing in the morning. Anytime I'd have to go to my bedroom for anything, whether whether it was changing clothes, go to the bathroom. I stopped using the bathroom and ended up using the hallway bathroom. But just ice cold, something would follow me. 
I could feel it behind me. I, ah, shit. Son of a bitch. All right. I'm I getting killed. I give you serious, serious props for standing up for your, for your, for your family. A lot of people would say, well, of course he's going to stand up for his family. But you still no, 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 something no. invisible. That's incredibly brave, dude. I'm all impressed Every, with you. Everybody stop coming over to my house. <laughs> I got, I'm not going to say names, and I'm not going to reveal the city that I live in, but I turned a lot of my coworkers on to this, don't know who I am. But everybody stopped coming to visit. I got a nephew who made some bad choices throughout life and went to prison. Tough guy, tough individual. My brother-in-law is a trucker. He's a, one of the manliest men I've ever met. They all pussied out, or they all bitched out. No one came over. No one came over. The only one that had the balls to come over or the ovaries was my mother. But... No. Uh, Sorry, sorry for the language. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry no, if I'm no, swearing. No, you're fine. Hey, I swear on this podcast all the time. Don't even worry about it. You actually have a reason to swear because it's an intense personal experience that's absolutely incredible. Like I say, I give you all the props in the world. Swear all you want, man. Fuck it. Go for it. This so, is incredible. Now, so, sorry, go ahead. So, so after all the bullshit, I got bags under my eyes. It looks like I'm not sleeping or I'm using fucking drugs. My neighbors are looking at me weird, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck what people think. People are always going to talk. You can't please everyone. But sure. I had enough. I had enough. I Something told me to go get a priest, a Catholic priest. That's what I did. On my way towards church, or it, I just call it church, walking towards the office, I see a priest coming out. He's talking to he, he, the priest walks out of the office with another gentleman, and they're walking towards me. And they're just doing their own thing, having a conversation and walking. And about 20 to 15 feet before they approached me, something, something told me, that's the guy, that's the priest. Son of a gun, I'm getting goosebumps. And I stopped him. I talked to him. He saw, he, well, to be honest, he directed me to the office. And I went in there, I made an appointment because they were booked for house blessings, you name it, land blessings, whatever you want to call it, property blessings. And, uh, but later on that day, he called me. He called me, I don't know who you are, what you are, but something told me that I needed to help you. This is the priest, the father, that's telling me that. He called me. So he comes over to my apartment, shows up with, uh, Holy water. I've never heard of holy, holy salt, salt, whatever that's for. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Point is, we're walking into my apartment. We're talking. And before I go into any details with this priest, he's like, you see things, huh, son? He just stopped me dead in my tracks. I didn't know what to say. I was just, what? No. In my head, I'm like, how do you guess that? I don't, I don't tell people that because people think you're fucking an attention whore. You want attention or sure. yeah. trying to see cool crazy. points or yeah. brownie points. Yeah. Oh, you're crazy. And I started telling them things, right? So now, blah, 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 blah. He's out. Bring your family out. I bring them out. We say a prayer outside of my apartment door. He blesses us. This is, a, this is the weird part. Before he sets foot into my apartment, I open the door. As he's about to take a step in, he takes a step back, and he, and he takes a deep breath. He says, wow, wow. And then he just took another deep breath, and he went in. Really? And that's pretty much. That was after that night, after he blessed it, um, it simmered down. It, it calmed the fuck down. Good, it really did. Glad to hear that. I mean, you deserve, you, need, you deserve a little peace in that family. Goodness. So 
what my, did your wife, son did your wife the, describe it? She didn't. She could just feel something. Oh, okay. She could feel something, but to this day, oh, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Okay, after that, pretty much to end the story, let's calm down. My son sees shadow people sometimes. I see shadow people out of the, out of my, uh, the corner of my eye. I always have. I've always have. Oh, yeah, I get a kid. goosebumps. My son got it. And I would ignore him. I would ignore him. And finally, I started listening to him last week, the week before. Because every time he takes a shower, this is, this, is how, this is how traumatized my wife and my son was. Every time they'd go to the restroom, use the restroom, shower, I would have to sit on the toilet with them in there. They're doing their thing where they're on the toilet. I'd have to stand in there if they're on the shower. I'm sitting down on the toilet. I physically had to be in the room with them. Now, so. is he is? I mean, I feel terrible that they had to go through that, and and they're obviously traumatized from it, rightfully so. And I love the fact that you're there for them, no matter what. I mean, that's what they need. So again, I already said it once, but good on you. It's amazing. But um, because, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, since it's calmed down, are they slowly returning to normal? My son is. He still she. He still sees shadow people. Sure. He's kind of scared. To, He's kind of scared to see, I mean, to sleep in his room. How old again is he? I'm sorry. He is. He is now 10. He's 10. Okay. Um, Yeah. yeah. And and so it sounds to me like since this is something that you saw, you saw shadow people, that it's kind of in the bloodline or it's kind of familial. So it's been passed on to your Uh, son. My mom mom always told me this growing up because I had more experiences. According to her, um, I dismissed it. I come from a Hispanic background, right? My, my mother's Mexican. I'm Mexican. I'm, I'm Hispanic background. I dismissed it, you know, because you got a lot of Hispanic uh, myths and urban legends, and I'm like, ah, fuck all that shit's nonsense. It's bullshit. We're not in Mexico, you know, blah, 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 or whatever. Okay, that, that came out wrong. Sorry. It's just a lot of urban legends and myths. Sure. And I dismissed it. My mom's like, you see it. I know you do. Why do you ignore it? And I just, ah, you're crazy, mom. What do you know? Blah, blah. Moms always know. And... I've had other experiences. Ah, fuck, you're coming my wife. Hey, no, this was all right, this is a perfect spot to stop. Please call back in some other time, though. I'd love to talk with you again. Uh, okay, I will. Yeah, I got I got plenty more involving uh, witnesses, more witnesses than animals. No, the animals definitely. are the ones that kind of freak me out. Please, please, whenever you get a chance, please, next show, whenever, call back in. I want to hear more about this, but I also don't want to get you in trouble well, with your uh, wife or your kid. No, 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 no. No, she she got in the car. I think she's gonna go to Cold Stone. Okay. I'm gonna tell you this real quick. Okay, I'm, sure. Yeah. Just real quick yeah, one. Yeah. Um, I'm currently looking for a home. I've already looked at a bunch of houses. So every time when I go into a house, I always tell my wife, if you feel anything, just pay attention to your body. Your body will let you know. So walk. So we get to this one house. We go in. Uh, I really didn't feel nothing. I don't want to lie. I didn't feel nothing. But the minute we got into the fucking garage. It's like I hit a wall of something because, right, my wife's with me. My realtor's with me. I took a step in the garage, and I hit like a wall of something. I don't know, heaviness. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I hit something. And then I just looked down at my arms, uh, and I got goosebumps, and my hairs are standing straight up. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I do not want to be here. I want to leave. I just told my wife, let's leave now. And she just saw my arms, and my realtor's out. What? What's going on? And he felt something too. He's like, why are your arms like that? I'm like, no, 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 no. But see, now I don't want to be here. Something bad happened in this house. I don't know what, 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 did somebody die? Got killed? Fuck. 
little kid died. I don't know. I don't want to be here. I don't like this. Fuck this house. I don't even want a good tree. Hey, so, good. Listen to your feelings. Like, honestly, I think that's the best thing. I mean, dude, why would you want to go from one bad situation to another bad situation that might compound that original bad situation? So, yeah, no, you're smart. Okay, Kurt, I'm going to have to let you go because my wife's walking toward me. She's probably going to ask me if I want ice cream or something. I hope my story, true stories, dude, it was fantastic. up to par with it. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you for calling. Get some ice cream. Go enjoy life. Go And again, brave as fuck. I love the call. Thank you so much for calling in. Please call back anytime. Thank you for your podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank Please you. keep it up. And uh, to all the other listeners out there, don't be fucking scared, dude. Just call the fuck in. Please call in. Yes. Hopefully my, hopefully my story helps somebody. You can, you can gain a lot of knowledge for this so you can help somebody else out. And you can help Kurt and Paranormal Muhammad and I grow along the way. So Calling people, tell me pussies. Thank you, Kurt. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you so much, man. Have a great night. Thank you so, so much. How cool was that? Um, incredible stories. I definitely can't wait for him to call back in. I don't want him to have more terrible experiences. What a horrendous experience, but he was fucking brave and stood up to it, and that's freaking awesome. But, Angie, before you call in, we hit the one-hour mark, and Stitch is looking at me. As you know, that one-hour mark means... It's time for a stitch break. Alrighty, we are back. Holy crap, what a great story, what a great caller. Loving this, this show. We got new callers, we got old callers, we got incredible stories. Ulysses, never, never fucking apologize to me about swearing. Fucking swear all you want, guys. It's an adult show. I have it as explicit on all podcasts for that very reason. So no one has to censor themselves, say what they want to say, do what you want to do fantastic call all righty now then now that i'm back hey jared how you doing uh jeff what does stitch do when i'm at work well now that i'm at work i work from home um you know through the quarantine my work is become telecommuting so he sits next to me and stares at me all day uh prior to that slept really i had cameras on him uh, caller you are on the air Hey, Kurt, it's Sean. Hey, Sean, how you feeling? Hi, oh, I'm just tired. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> well, I, I already know what you're going to call about, but I can't wait to hear about it. So, yes. So tell me all Yes, tell us we all actually about just it. discussed this with Steve, too. So, okay, um, if anyone missed it and or wants to see the photo, because uh on the live thing it won't let me share it but it's in the facebook group that's right it is Hold um, on. i will i will so, i will find it while you talk okay? yeah yeah go ahead um so on monday night this past monday it was i think that was like the 27th i think 727 yeah i think that was it um so we went to bed it was kind of hot so we don't really cuddle like we stay on the sides of the bed and in the middle of the night, I don't know what time it was. I didn't bother looking at my phone because I'd work the next day. I just wanted to sleep. Um, David rolled over in his sleep and punched me. He doesn't do that. He doesn't, like, flail or anything like that in his sleep. Like, he just rolls over like a normal person. Well, he punched me in his sleep, which woke me up. So I, lo I rolled over to look at him, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, is he having a nightmare or what? But I was just annoyed because I was tired. Um, and as he rolled over away from me after punching me in the elbow, he made like this weird, like, it was almost like a, a weird whiny 
gurgling growl kind of noise and it wasn't normal like i mean that's not normal regardless but people make weird noises in their sleep sometimes this is not one of those um and then what ended up happening is the next morning i didn't talk to him about it yet he was getting up out of bed and he looked at himself in the mirror and he said what the hell is that so he turns to me and he shows me and across his chest are these, it looks like it's two scratch marks. And right now, here, move your arm so I can see if it's still on your chest. Yeah, it's still there. Okay. Um, so he still has it. Uh, there's these two scratch marks across his chest, right um, over his heart, near his nipple and his armpit. And I don't do anything in my sleep. So it wasn't me. His nails are basically non-existent because sure. standard guy who just chews his fingernails all the time, uh, you know, he couldn't have done it. Um, even when, you know, I asked him to scratch my back, there's never any marks or anything. And I bruised like a peach. So if, I, if he scratched me, I would have gotten something. So the fact that it happened on him was weird. And I obviously, I didn't do it. I wasn't even facing him the entire night. And we even checked our, we have a security camera in the bedroom because we do try to catch any kind of activity at night to see if anything does happen. And we noticed that in his sleep the entire time, his legs are thrashing around, like he's trying to get away from something or he's struggling with something. And again, this is not normal. We we check our video almost every single day just to see if there was anything that happened. You know, the motion sensor goes off if there's anything happening. Sure. Um, again, this is not normal behavior. So he has these scratches across his chest and he was thrashing in his sleep, and he made this weird, guttural, whiny growl noise in his sleep, and he was, you know, thrashing. We don't know what it was. There was nothing else caught on the camera. Like, there was no kind of shadow, no mist, no nothing. It was just him struggling, and then he woke up the next day, and he has these scratches on his chest, and they're mostly faded right now. I actually just lifted his shirt to check, just for sake of story and everything, but they're still there. And it wasn't like, like, you know, sometimes when you scratch yourself, you'll leave like those little red welts and they go away after an hour or two. Sure. Oh, These yeah, are yeah, yeah. still on his chest. And it's not like a normal scratch. Like there's no broken skin. It's more like um, when you burst the, the blood capillaries under the first layer or two. Um, almost like, like a hickey or like a, a heat burn or something. And it's just across his chest. And we don't know what it is, where it came from, nothing. Got no explanation. Yep. Good boy. <laughs> Good boy. Sorry. Um, that's crazy. So, and, and but I don't recall you ever mentioning that him getting scratched in his sleep before, have you? No, this is this is something completely new to us. Like I, we've, I've, I've gotten it once when I was a kid, but I was a kid and I lived in a house with a witch. So I mean that kind of made sense, and the house is kind of haunted. So, I mean it's happened to me, but I was. I think 10 at the time sure. and he's almost 35 and this is not, this is completely new and the activity in the house has been like zero to none lately. So this was interesting because like I said, we didn't catch anything. There were no vibes. It was just, he's thrashing around and all of a sudden he's got scratches across his chest and we can't figure out where it came from. There's nothing on the bed. He could have rolled over, uh, no headphones, no phone, no random objects like the remote was still on the bed or anything. Nothing. We have no idea. Wow. All right. So it's it's 
unfortunately, it's always something new. It's always something with you. Like, that is terrifying. Yeah, no, I, I don't really know... I don't know of what any shadow people that have left scratches. I mean, shadow people have left marks, but I don't know about scratches. So it's really... Yeah, bizarre. no, that's why... Uh, yeah, and, and like I said, like there hasn't been a whole hell of a lot going on. I mean, you know, it, it, usually if something happens, it's kind of like some random thing outside or, you know, whatever. But right now, it's pretty calm. There's been nothing. No yeah. vibes, no anything, no... No pictures dropping off in the halls again or anything. It's it's that time of year where it quiets down in here. So I don't have an explanation. And unfortunately, it's not like I can even turn around and say, oh, it could have been this. It could have been that. Because we've tried ruling everything out to any possibilities of it not being paranormal yeah. or anything like that. Which is always good. But always like I good. said, I mean, yeah. But, le- but like I said, like I and I mean... I, I cut my nails for work. I, I stick my hands in fish tanks. I can't scratch the stupid fish. So, you know, I don't, there's neither of us could have made those marks. And even if I, even if I did in my sleep, if I scratch him, I don't leave marks. And now, if I it, do, it, I break skin. This looks like a welt. Yeah. I was going to say, even if he did leave a mark, it wouldn't be. Yeah. Like it's like on the, he, yeah. Now, yeah, and what Dave he's saying, said, he's saying said, right like now. To, I'd like to add that I do move in my sleep frequently, but the footage I caught on the camera, my movement was way more intense than it's ever been. So, it it sounds like there was something going on, and yeah, like... and he's and what he's saying to me right now, because um, he's sitting next to me, he said it it almost looks like the scratches could have come from like it almost looks like it could have been like from the inside, hmm. which again that that is another possibility, but like the just the the style of the marks and the way that it looks on the skin like i said it to me it would almost be like the same kind of effect of the hickey would have it's the blood capillaries breaking against the top of the skin which can't be made unless you're pulling on it yeah unless it's something from the inside so i guess what he says it does kind of make sense but either way where the hell did this come from and another note because i'm going to throw him under the bus to you kurt he did actually the night before or the night it happened. Um, he was listening to some astral projecting thing, Uh-oh. and he was still trying. So now that I'm saying that, um, let's go ahead and throw two and two together and say if it did work and he did get some astral projection, he doesn't remember. That's possible. Uh, something totally. decided. Something decided to do something while he was out of body, which may have been why he was thrashing. If you know. He tried getting back in, or yeah. however that works. I don't know. I've never done it, but usually, if um, the body moves, that that snaps, that body moves, it snaps you back from astral projecting. But who's to say it was him moving yeah. the body? So yeah, you never know. Yeah, and usually, if if he's having any trouble, he he's figured out, he's developed a cue to get me to wake him up if something's going wrong. Good. So I do know his cue. That was that, and that was not the cue. Usually, he does actually get some words out to say help, or he'll say my name, and I know, okay, I got to wake him up. He's got to come out. But I was dead asleep. He was dead asleep, and then he just his body was flailing, and now he's got scratches on his chest. Has he tried to astral project since then? Have you tried to astral project since then? Don't lie to me. Okay, he's he <laughs> he said no. He he hasn't. Maybe it's a good idea. Hold off on that for a little while. Anyway. Yeah, maybe it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> he just said, I should have listened to you, Kurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I figured, you know, throw that one out there. And especially since, you know, we actually have physical evidence that there was something. And I yeah. mean, like I said, this this was not something in our usual stuff that happens. There's never been any physical attacks. So this is different. No, this was great. Thank you. I mean, as always, thank you for calling it. But I like I like hearing that you guys are okay too, because you know you had that little uh, dental emergency. Oh yeah. And like so, I like I like having yeah, a I had, from you. Yeah, no, it, it went a little septic, so I'm on some antibiotics and had to get it pulled, and now I have a full time job and suddenly got a management position in something I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. So I'm having a great time. Hey, <laughs> fake it till you make it. That's what they always say. All they say. Yeah, so, pretty no, that's much. Great. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. Oh, it's this was great fun. hearing you guys. It's yeah. so good to hear from you again. It's great hearing from you, too. I can't wait to hear more stories definitely. and get call caught up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. Have All a right. good night. Talk to you. Bye now. Ah, love when they call in. Um, I, I mean, it's always something and never good. Well, I guess sometimes it's good. But uh, it's always interesting with them, I'll tell you that. And a lot of people say, how can the same people have this? You know, so many instances? It's very regular. It's very regular. Let me put that on air now. There are a number of people that have recurring instances throughout their life, from childhood to death. There's always something paranormal attached to them or trying to attach itself to them. And it changes throughout their lifetime, too. So... There's always something, and it's terrifying, and you got... Whoop, there we go. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt, this is Andy. Hey, how are you? I'm doing okay. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you fantastic, yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, so you got I the, you don't got really the know where it's started. You're fine now? A little bit, probably not enough. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of social anxiety, even just looking at a Facebook comment section. It's just me. So bear with me. It's just me. Um, yeah, and other people. But everybody there so far I've seen is absolutely amazing. They're and it's, yeah, your show has gotten me through so many days of a job I recently quit that I cannot even tell you how many days it got me through. Aww. Um, I love hearing that. I, well, good. Good. It's just cool to have a community of people who doesn't point fingers, doesn't judge. That's what I wanted, um, and boy, and was I lucky yeah. to get it, because everybody has been that way. It's been fantastic. The most loving community, and we're all, we're all like, helping each other with these experiences and learning from experiences and giving, you know, opinions on what happened to them that could be related to what happened to other people. It's been beautiful. I love it. I do, too, so far. I have not um, been let down at all, as I have been in other Facebook <laughs> communities, uh, which I'm new to just Facebook in general. So this has been a, a, a breath of fresh air, for sure. Um, I guess I will preface any story I speak of with saying that I've had experiences ever since I was a very young child. Oh, okay. Um, some intense, some not intense, um, all of which... As I spoke of them to people throughout my life, some people call me crazy. Not many anymore because the majority of people who are close to me have ended up experiencing things with me. Um, so I have a lot of people who can 
vote for my stories, even though a lot of them choose to not think about the majority of them anymore. Sure. Because they're scary. But how good um, does that feel that you have either witnesses or corroboration? It's It means everything. Yep. Other, otherwise, I wouldn't want to talk about any of it. Because you just... Otherwise, people will be like, yep, you're, you're, you're nuts. Go get help, whatever. And, and I mean, I'm not saying I'm not crazy, but, <laughs> but not like not like that. Um, I also had, like, oddly enough, I think I was in your comment section talking to somebody about this. Uh, just over a year ago, I actually had a brain surgery done um, on my pineal gland. I had a massive cyst. Which, doing research into that, which back in the 1800s, they believe that was the place of the the mind-body-spirit connection. Yeah, the third eye, the aura, the whole uh, connection to the other world, yeah. Right. Um, And I had kind of hoped that a lot of what was going on in my life would maybe stop as far as the supernatural things went um, or, or lessen the intensity of them. And before I had that, I had, I guess, gained enough self-awareness awareness and, and power over certain things to where I got things calmed down. Like in, I'm, I'm sitting in my garage right now because I won't, I won't even talk about these things in my house. Anymore. I, I hear that a just, lot from a lot of people. That's totally fine. Yeah, I totally hear that from a lot of people. Can't do it. Can't do it. I can't hardly even think about it in there. Shit starts happening. Um, I got two kids, and I was originally going to go with a, with a less intense story. Um, this is a story I have not really ever told anyone, ever. Um, and so as a teenager, I, you know, I, I was a teenager. I did stupid stuff. I did Ouija boards, whatever. Uh-huh. Activity around me increased and whatnot. And as a young adult, things got maybe a little bit more stupid. As I started, I was raised Catholic and I started to, you know, buck the system sure. type thing. Um, and by my early 20s, things got more intense um, to the point where I've always had intense dreams, but I would, there's constantly and still now, this is over 15 years, a woman that comes in my dreams and she's a witch. I don't know who she is. She's, she's part devil, part witch. I don't know what the fuck. Um, it's what a face is, I've never seen. Like? She terrifying and she can change oh. um she can but i always know when it's her because the situation there'll be other people around me that i know in the dreams she's always talking only to me but she will show me things that she is doing to other people um and she starts out trying to be pretty and nice but usually she ends up showing who she really is and it's a terrifying page. I just, I'm an artist and I could paint her, but I don't want to. I don't think that would be a good, a good idea. What? I don't think that's a good idea. As much as I'd like to see it, I don't think that'd be a good idea. So I'm not going <laughs> to recommend it. No. No, but you know how um, psychologists say how you can't make up a face? Yeah. Well, this is not somebody I've fucking seen before. That much I know. I haven't seen it in a movie. It's not 
this is she and she's always the same and I've never had the same person in a dream. Um and these are always like super intense kind of Armageddon ish type dreams as well or extremely kind of prophetic. And so the most intense one that I ever had, I was back living at my mother's house with my newborn daughter after leaving her father. It was an abusive relationship, trauma, whatever, past the past. Um, but my daughter was, uh, I want to say I was still nursing her. She was only three or four months old, teeny tiny little baby. And we were up in this room that I no longer really go in. Um, she was in the crib. I was in bed sleeping. And this woman came to me, and I honestly cannot remember what it was that she was telling me or if she was even speaking, but I, all I knew was that she was very mad. She was very mad. She wanted me. She wanted my baby, and we were, we were fighting, but not physically, I guess. We were fighting in our minds. It was very odd. Um, and... I remember being so angry and just like, I don't care who you are, but you're not going to fuck with my baby Nice, yes. type thing. And I woke up and my daughter was on the floor in between the crib and the bed screaming, Holy crying. Crap. And... Obviously, I scooped her up right away, and and she had been in the crib. It wasn't like she was next to me in bed when I was sleeping. She had been in the crib, and she was on the floor crying, and an infant. Um, and after that night, I don't think I slept in that room with her ever since. I don't think I did. I won't even sleep there anymore, and I'll have another son. Um, I don't tell people this because it's... It, it just, it sounds fucking nuts, and I get it, and I would want people to question it. Sure, but, I mean, yeah, I get why, I get exactly what you're saying, but, I, you know, again, safe group here, so, holy crap. Now, just so I can make sure that I understand correctly, a crib is the yeah. one with the sides, right? So it's not like the, it's not like a baby can roll out of it, right? No, yeah, big, big, huge crib, and she was like a five-pound baby. <laughs> so there's, so, yeah, she no. couldn't climb out, none of that. So, yeah, how the, how did your baby get on the floor? There's no, just, just right. I'm trying to look at it from a skeptic's point of view, and there's no possible way that I can think of for a baby to get on the floor and... Right, and I was knocked the fuck out, too. Sure. Like, it wasn't like I could have been sleepwalking because I was a nursing mom, like, running on no sleep. So, like, when I was out, I was out. Yeah, if you had woke up and the baby was in your hands, sure, maybe sleepwalking. But the fact that you're in the bed, having this dream, having this battle with this, this witch thing, and then this happens, I mean, that's a whole lot of ifs to get to, you know, for any skeptic. That's incredible. And again, awesome. Good job. I love the fact that you fought for your baby. Like, nope, not fucking happening. Not happening on my watch. I love that. Um, now, when you said this thing talks to you, um, is is she? Is it? Is it? Uh, is she moving her mouth? Is it like physically talking to you, or is it telepathic? Is it English? Like, uh, how how's it come across? In the to dreams, telepath like telepathically in the dreams. Okay. I guess. Like, I don't I don't see her mouth moving, and then she yep. 
there we go. That's what I was wondering. If you saw her mouth moving, I can rarely see myself. Okay. Yeah. So that's really interesting because the only reason I bring that up is that I've heard from other listeners when they talk about witches that they can have conversations with the witch, but their mouths, the witch's mouths aren't moving. That's what made me want to ask that without asking it directly because I didn't want to, you know, lead the witness, if you will. Um, now you said yeah. that, that she I didn't was know that. About... I've never heard that ever. Oh yeah, yeah. It's weird. I didn't know it prior to doing this show. Um I, I honestly I've never I don't recall if I've actually done the witch episode. It's such a uh, a tough episode to do, but I get people asking me to do witch episodes all the time and there's just a a variety of information that's really hard to pinpoint. It makes them really tough uh subjects, if you will. And then having people tell me stuff about witches that isn't in the lore that easily found in the lore. It, it's a, it's a bizarre, it's a very stacked um, topic, if you will. Now, when you said she was talking about other people or doing things to other people, are these people, these are people that you knew, right? Yes. Now, did they ever mention like, Hey, this is weird, but I had this weird dream or, Hey, this is things yes. that are happening. Yes. Two of my Boyfriends, including the father of my children, who I really don't know where Valley is, don't care, um, saw her in their dreams, and they they didn't have much clarity. <laughs> they were like confused and didn't have much clarity on the situation. All they knew was that they had a terrifying nightmare. Told me what was going on, and with the little bit that I because I don't share these things, and with the little bit that I had shared just about maybe having some attachments. Um, they're like, is this what you're talking about? And I make them explain first, and it, it is all, it, it, everything matches. Everything always matches. No um, kidding. So the, the, they're, it, I'm assuming they're describing this witch thing that they're seeing, and, it, and it's all matching up to your experiences? Yes. Wow. Yes, to, to what I've seen, and, and to what I would equate to her trying to infiltrate into, I don't know why the fuck she'd want to, I'm not interesting or cool, but like infiltrate into my life to cause pain and unhappiness. Well, you said though that you've had, you've had experiences since you were uh, as long as you can remember, right? Yes. Yes. So my guess, and this is only a guess, but I'm just going to, I like throwing these out because again, I hear it so many times that I want to pass it along. My guess is it's ancestral that she had a connection with somebody in your past, in your, from your family, in your bloodline. And I would hazard a guess if you have a parent or a grandparent that's still alive and can ask them, you're going to either they're going to say the story or they're going to freak out and, and, you know, close off, which is, again, just another like, yep, OK, that's true. But my guess is that it is part of your bloodline. It is ancestral. It's not just you were randomly picked. There is a reason that. This thing is connected to you. I <laughs> I actually do think I know where it came from. Um, I think it came from when I was about 18. Um, I was living in Oregon for a bit, and being a crazy 18-year-old, um, dated a creepy druid man who lived oh. in the woods. <laughs> um, yeah, I can yeah. see how there'd be a life, life choices, <laughs> life choices, um, and things didn't go as he wanted, and 
And I do believe that he had some type of mental illness, but also a very strong spiritual connection. Me being young, dumb, blind, um, I think he got a little mad at me uh, when I left. And as we're in already having certain attachments or being open to those things, that it was easier for that yeah. to latch onto me. Sure. Or, um, or otherwise, he my family is very painful. He could he could always say like, "Hey, this person wronged right. me. Go get them." Right. Um, there's. I mean, I, I won't go into it right now, um, but there's been her, and then more so on the like the physical side of things, like things actually happening around me in my home, um, at homes, wherever I do live. Sure. We're currently back at my, my childhood home right now with my two kids, which my daughter is now six. And I can tell you that, that she's an amazingly intelligent but extremely odd child. Um, and she has nightmares on the same nights I do, and I don't speak of any of this to her, obviously, none of it. Um, but she will have dreams that she refuses to even tell me about. Oh, no kidding. Um, and sometimes she tells me about visions that she's had. We live right next to Lake Michigan. And right early this year, when you have it, 2020, she told me that she had a dream about everybody being by the lake. She said everybody, all the people were on the beach, and the water just kept getting higher. And it, it didn't stop. And I and I went through every mode of what this could have been. It was a story. She has a Bible, you know, with Noah and the Ark. And I said, do you yeah. think maybe it was from just reading your Noah and the Ark story? She said, no, it wasn't from that. It was just like that, though, but it's now. And then oddly enough now, with whatever the hell is going on, the lake is literally up to the road. The water is getting higher. Just weird, like weird weird shit so i you know i think she's got that in her now as well and i'm doing my best to protect her um i've had to um you know kind of kind of like um ulysses in his story i've had heard scratches on the baby monitor things i knew were normal and go into my son's room and say get the hell out like i'm not dealing with you like, you don't, like, leave my son alone. I wake up, damn near every night at 3 o'clock. If I fall asleep at 9 o'clock or 1 o'clock, it does not matter. Something wakes me up. I, I, that's three, the other three, thing. Three. I keep talking about doing this numerology episode. And, again, it's just one of those things that's it's a tough one to tackle. But I keep writing it. And that is the, that's the thing, the witching hour, 3 a.m., my neighbor, she's every night, no matter what time she goes to bed, no matter how many sleeping pills, whatever, boom, she's waking up at 3 a.m. I often yep. wake up at 3 or 3.30 or 3.33 mostly. Um, there is something yep. to it, and I don't understand it. And there's a lot of people like, oh, it's just your brain. After a certain hour, it switches over from RAM to blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know because it, the hours don't match up because if I go to bed at 8 o'clock tonight, and it's happening at 3 a.m., or if I go to bed at midnight and it's happening at 3 a.m., that kind of knocks that all out of my, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but, yeah, no, there's definitely yeah. something to that. I get what you mean. Now, And you know the difference between waking up naturally and then being startled. Yeah, oh, God. Having yeah. been woken yep. up, there is a huge difference. Definitely. A hundred percent I agree with that. Now, after after this surgery um, for, the, for the pineal thing, um, did... 
it get more intense or less intense? I, I think things have gotten less intense. Interesting. Um, however, I guess I've I've made my protection bubble. I mean, like nowadays, I'm, I know nobody here judges faith. I am Christian, and I have God and Jesus. Sure. And my protection bubble has gotten bigger to the point where I'm like, come try me. Come Good. fucking no, try excellent. me. I don't care who you are type thing. But there is still, they, they are still trying, but I guess I'm able to cancel out. But I still see things in the corner of my eye. I guess both, some people call shadow people creeping around corners sure. every now and then. And then like, just, just don't start. Because I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I love that. I'm not I in love the mood. that. Um, that I don't know if you heard. I did an episode that that briefly mentioned the pineal gland and about uh, the DMT dump and um, you know uh, things like after like people seeing stuff right at the time of death um, or right before death. Um, and they a lot of scientists think it have a lot has a lot to do with the pineal. And then there's a lot of people that think that it's because it is connected to the astral plane, and that's why people are seeing that. So when anyone ever mentions they have any kind of surgery around or you know to that, it, I'm always really interested because I want to know how it affects them psychically, spiritually, paranormally, supernaturally, whatever you want to say. Right. I think it toned it down. And now my sister, so I live in Wisconsin, and my surgeon, one of the most amazing humans I've ever met, he was down in Milwaukee at Freighter Hospital. He had only ever done this surgery a handful of times. But he said, I, mine was considered massive. It was the biggest he'd ever seen. Um, and it was a scary surgery because it's one where they go in and, like, I had to have a, a living real, will and a will for my children for everything because he said if I screw up you're not waking up oh god it's terrifying you go, a stroke, you go you have a stroke and you're done there's no way to get you out of it and in which case I'm like well then fucking unplug me because I'm not doing that sure you know yeah. um yeah. but I had faith in him and so mine was ex excessively large to the point where I did have pressure on my eyes so I knew that I did have visual abnormalities but 75% of those cleared up and it reaffirmed in me the things that I thought were paranormal were, and the things that I thought were just my eyes were. I love this. I love hearing it from you directly, because it, it, it kind of verifies a lot of the stuff that I had heard. But hearing it from someone who's had this, I, I it just you're just corroborating everything I've heard. I love this. Well, good. <laughs> I guess. Some good has to come out of everything. <laughs> yeah. No, are you kidding? This has been fantastic. Um, I don't know. You know, I always ask this question, so I'm just going to ask it. You've already had enough, so I don't, I'm hoping the answer is no. But have you had any other paranormal experiences you'd like to share? Any UFOs, Bigfoot, anything? I've never seen Bigfoot. <laughs> but my dad lives in Oregon, so I hope to one day. There you go. I've, I've had many, many I, I could, I could honestly, I could go on and on and on and on. They're kind of nonstop in my life. UFOs go on a, on a different plane here. Um, living by Lake Michigan, I have learned to figure out, okay, you know, what's a little fine plane? What are the big ones, the small ones, Chinese lanterns, all of it. And the only one thing that I ever saw where I was like, now what the hell is that? It was around dusk, and it was an iridescent neon 
orbish white. I couldn't really? get, I, I could not tell how big it was, but it moved. I, I mean, I, I would say I saw it for like maybe 20 to 25 seconds. Um, and like I said, it was not dark, dark yet. Um, but it appeared to just be hovering, move on a vertical line a little bit, and then start to move on a horizontal line and disappeared. And how quickly did it disappear? Fast. Oh, really? Okay. So that, so not a plane, not a blimp, not a drone, like, yeah, not a helicopter. Really? No idea. Was not acid. No, no, no idea. That was the only. That was the only thing. And I hear a lot of weird stories around Lake Michigan, oh, the body definitely. of water, which oh, yeah. things, you I know, kind of. Detroit, I don't know why. Right. The the Great Lakes have tons of UFO sightings, and all over Michigan, all over Wisconsin, and Minnesota, and all of them. Um, Illinois, you're right. There's there's something about those that that area that um, that has paranormal or UFO activity on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. For sure. Holy but crap. yeah, I do, I do have many other stories. I would love to call again or Please. if anybody ever has a, Please you know, do. is bored and wants to ask me, go for it. I'm not working right now. I should no, no, please. I would love for you to call back any other live show. Please. You have open door, you know, carte blanche. Please call back. I would love to hear more of your stories. I really would. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you for the show. You were so, well, you're, you're quite welcome. Thank you. Look how you were fantastic. You were like, oh, I'm nervous. I don't want to call. Couldn't tell at all. You were fantastic. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Kurt. I will call again. Oh, love it. Thank you so much. Holy crap. How good was that call? Oops. I didn't mean to cut you off right there, Angie. I'm sorry. How good was that call? She was, she did so good. And. If that's just the first of many, I cannot wait to hear more because, again, I, I'm sorry. I know I'm, I'm kind of a nerd for the pineal gland, but um, there's something about it that, I mean, nobody, we don't understand it. There's there's cultures where they, you know, take the DMT directly from it and, and other people are experiencing DMT through that. I mean, it's crazy, the stuff that they do, but I don't want to get too Joe Rogany about it. So I'll just, I'll leave that to, to his podcast, but... Uh, what a fantastic call. She, she was she was great. I absolutely loved it. Um uh have a good night, Sean. I saw that you were you you said good night through the through the call. Um Yeah, no, witches. I I can't recall. You guys would know better than I do. It's I've done so many episodes, but I don't re, I don't think I released I don't think I've released my witches episode yet. Um I'm, I'm sure I could look it up. Um I don't think I've released it yet. It's just there are some episodes that just fight me tooth and nail. And, uh, no, I'm st it's still here in my drafts. Well, look, it's coming. I know I've said this many, many times. There was a patron that asked me to do it, and I feel bad that I couldn't get it done immediately. But it's one of those ones that's just hard to tackle. Um, I, I, you know, I've mentioned witches a number of times, and I think in the 100th episode, but... But to like really deep dive witches and witchcraft is really tough because it's a very sensitive subject. And I don't want any witch to think that I'm making fun of them because I don't need that. I don't need that kind of uh, bad juju coming on me. So, um, yeah, no, it's terrifying. But 
I'll, I'll get to it. Don't worry. I'll, I'll get to a witch episode. I've got, um, I finished writing an episode today. I've got an episode in the can just about ready to go. Uh, sneak peek with Elijah again. He did a phenomenal job on another episode. Love that kid to death. Um, so I got a bunch of episodes coming out, but I'll, I'll get back. I'll loop back into the numerology and the witches one, but it's a tough subject. Both of them are tough subjects because they're just so much. And you can kind of get bogged down into the facts and not have as much fun. And I like to have that, you know, fine balance of facts and fun to keep people interested in listening. So, but holy crap, that was a phenomenal call. Getting back to Angie. What a great call. Alrighty. We're getting to the, the one hour, 45 minute mark. So if we don't get a caller in the next couple of minutes, I'll wrap it up. Because it's been a fantastic show. Jam-packed with calls. I didn't even have to go to any of the stuff that I prepared, which I love. Because that's why I want to do these shows. So I don't have to prepare a bunch of stuff. You don't have to listen to me talking. You can listen to you talking and hearing phenomenal stories like tonight. But, um... No, no, Lauren, I won't get the TikTok witches. The, the TikTok, it's going away. It's not going away. It's not going to go away. Um... I've been watching so much TikTok to try and, you know, figure out how to navigate through that stuff. Boy, that's a whole new world. That's a whole new paranormal world for me that, uh, haha, it's interesting. That's all I'm going to say. The TikTok, the kids love it. That's all I know. Um, so Rodney, I saw in your, in, in the comments during the calls, uh, look, Rodney, oh, caller, you were on the air. Hey, Kurt, how you doing? Good, thank you. Who's this? This is Russell. Hey, Russ. how you doing, Russ? Good, how you doing, sir? Good, good. Now, before hey. before I bef oh. before I show everybody, you know, I'm assuming you're the you're the Bigfoot Pez, Russ, right? Yes, yeah. Dude, thank you That'd so be much. Me. Look at this, guys. Hey, nope. Look how freaking awesome this Pez is. It's a Bigfoot Pez. That Russ was like, "Hey, I got this for you. I want to send it out to you." And and I, I'm I'm astounded that you were you even thought of me. So, dude, thank you so much. That's way too cool. Hey, that's just a little hand hand to the rest of your fans. Let's build your collection shelf up. I love that because you know what? It's funny you say that. Um, as you can see, I put the black curtain behind me and everything. I'm actually redoing this whole back area because I've got um. This is what I printed out this week. I don't know if you're looking at the, the camera, Rod, uh, Russ, uh, but uh, uh, I printed this out on my 3D printer so I could have a headphone holder. So that's gonna, I've got a bunch of stuff to display and the fact that I now have a Bigfoot Pez, it, it, it excites me to no end. I absolutely love it. Hey, no problem. But I just had a little odd experience here last month. My wife, father-in-law, and I, we went to South Dakota. You know, COVID ruined a whole bunch of summer trips like it has for everybody. Yeah, it has. And one of the places we went was Deadwood. And you've probably heard about Deadwood, oh, you know, yes. Wild Bill. Yeah. Well, I know I talked to you before about Jesse James being related to my mom's mom's side of the family. Yep. Well, Wild Bill is a butler, which is my mom's dad's family and not 
much of the original town is standing. Just it got most of it got burnt down, and yeah, you know, just landslides and everything. They've rebuilt, but they built another saloon over the original saloon where Wild Bill was shot and killed. Really, we went in there. I was instantly creeped out. I just like felt like weird, oppressive, and the back of my head started hurting. And, you know, they have the lore and everything. And I couldn't remember all the history. You know, I'm not a huge Western fan outside of a couple of John Wayne and Tombstone. But, yeah, Wild Bill was shot in the back of the head. Yeah. And they had this roped off section like a basement. Apparently it was like a recreation of the original saloon. And... It apparently is on the original foundation level that the original saloon was on and had just had a weird, weird drawing to it. But, you know, it's a touristy area, and I didn't feel like dropping 20 bucks a head to go down and look. Sure. Oh, yeah. well, hey, I don't blame you there. But so it's like an instant connection because you've, you've had, you've had um, connections before too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really bizarre that you're so in tune to that kind of stuff. I, I love it. I love that you're so in tune to that kind of stuff that you have that physical reaction. I don't know if you like it, but I am. I always get a kick out of it. I've gotten used to it. <laughs> and we went. We went to the cemetery. Well, I was the only one that went because my, you know, my father-in-law was getting tired. You know, he's getting up there a little bit, so he sat. But, you know, I wanted to see Wild Bill's grave. I wanted to see, you know, Calamity Jane is buried there right next to him. Because oh, I, I guess that I was that. her. Really? Her One of her dying wishes was she wanted to be buried next to Wild Bill because of the the Old West shows the they show. did yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. And it was weird. I had a map. Because, you know, you pay like a couple bucks to get on because it helps with the upkeep of the grounds and everything. Sure. And it was weird. I didn't even have to look at the map. I knew, for lack of a better term, right where his grave was. Really? And one of the curators, and, you know, he answers questions, points people out. And, you know, he walks by, greeted him, he greeted me, he froze, he looked at me. He looked at the, because there's a big bronze bust of Wild Bill on the top of his gravestone. And he looked at me and he said, are you a butler? I'm like, well, my mom is. And he just looked at me and he's like, Jesus Christ, you have the same nose. No kidding. And I kind of look at him like, oh yeah, that is my nose. He's like, Jesus. He's like, you're, he's like, that's side profile. He's like, you're Wild Bill Ken. And then he offered to refund me because families get to go in the cemetery for free. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. I'm like, nah, keep your two bucks, you know, keep the place <laughs> nice. I love this. That's so flipping cool. Now, I, I, the, uh, the most that I know about Deadwood, obviously, is from the TV show. But how close to the TV show town does it actually look? Or does the stuff that they've recreated look it, it's a re more i would say hollywood recreation yeah. look not true to history i mean they kind of have the old-timey looking storefronts and some like the boardwalk 
I mean, it's not a historical recreation. So think about like what 70s, 80s Western would have looked like. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Yeah, that's awesome. But it was a fun trip. I mean, yeah. it was kind of cool seeing more about him. Man, you've got a you've got the coolest history. I, I I know I've said that to you in the past, but you just got the coolest family history. I mean, you look up you look up Sandvigs in in history, and yeah, there's some town or something in Sweden and you know Norway and whatnot, but nothing nothing that you know visual connection. So that the fact that you have such a cool visual connection with history, I love it. And kind of a less than positive one is there's a Civil War general, Benjamin Franklin Butler. He was the northern general that sacked New Orleans. Holy crap. And he was called the Beast because he was brutal and he was violent. And when he brought the northern troops into the city... The southern side said it was an accident. The northern side said it was on purpose, but chamber pots got dumped onto the northern troops. Oh, and I mean, you, you, you know what a chamber pot is. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, nobody needs that. And I pulled up a he, photo of General Butler while you're talking. Kind of a not real happy looking guy, not, is he? Not at all. Not at all. He's a grumpy looking dude. Yeah. And my grandpa looks like a skinnier version of him, and it would be my great uncle is the spitting image of him. He's got the jowls and everything. No it's kidding. Creepy, but he was, I guess, one of the happiest, nicest guys. So a little bit al- alternate personality. That is but, crazy cool. But yeah, when. The chamber pods got dumped. He gave the orders to his men. If the women are going to act like whores, treat them like whores. So they ca- gathered up a bunch of call girls and executed them. Oh, damn. What the what? Yeah. So during the Civil War and towards the tail end, I guess, and they had some, but there was a big market for chamber pots with General Butler's picture in the bottom. <laughs> And I, I don't want to say anything, but if, if I ever come across one in any of my estate sales, I sure as shit, pen intended, I sure as shit am going to buy you one and send it out to you. You know, don't, don't spend too much because, I mean, the pet dispenser wasn't that much. <laughs> no, man, that's and, crazy. And we went to, it was a small, I, I want to say the building was an old church down in New Orleans that me and the wife went three, four years ago, yeah. and they had some of his memorabilia, and then we went through the Southern Troop area, and I did not feel welcomed in there. Really? At all. You don't you don't want to mess it around just, with New Orleans stuff, man. No, we went to... Uh, Oh, God, what's her name? She was the voodoo priestess in New Orleans. Um, crap, I can't, I just forgot her name. You know who I'm talking about? I, She's I like know that who you're famous... talking about, but I can't think of her name. I'm actually looking it up right now. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, we went to her shop and I left offerings. 
Oh, I'm like, smart. I'm sorry smart. for what my family did. I want to clear up any bad juju. Marie Laveau? Well, thank you. Yes. I just brain farted. Oh, Angie actually. Oh, yeah. oh, nice. And Fran. Nice. People are pulling it out. I love that. I love the fans are they're, are calling it out. Yep. That is it. Marie Laveau. Hey, that's a good but, call. Yeah. Very good call. I, I wanted to try to set some bad juju. I, I threw up a silent little prayer apologizing for Sorry. what one of my ancestors did and said, hey, we're cool now, right? <laughs> Very smart. I love it. And can I throw out a little something to the fans? Yeah, please. Yeah, anything. Okay, we all know COVID's eventually going to be over, right? Yep. We're, us fans, we need to help you get to Iowa so you can do a live thing at the Velisca Axe Murder House. Hell yeah, I would love to. Are you kidding me? I would absolutely love to. Because I'm in Iowa. I'm a few hours away. We have a nice airport in Des Moines, which is a couple hours away. I know Des Moines, so I can be your go-to guy. Love it. I'm sure we got fans nearby. Let's help. Let's get you down here. Let's do a live paranormal almanac in the Axe Murder House. I would absolutely love it. Now, I mean, before all this crap happened, there were talks of actually a bunch of different um, conventions around the country invited me to come out and do stuff and they were going to fly me out it was going to be awesome and then obviously that all went away but my uh -huh. hope is like you're saying when this is all over that that'll come back into fashion because i've got an incredible fan base uh the the podcast knock on whatever is doing better than i could ever imagine so my hope is that exactly that i can hit up Iowa and I could hit up Gettysburg and Florida and New Jersey. I mean, there's a lot throughout the country that, that have asked me to come out and I want to do them all. I want to hang out with all you guys. I used to do before the pandemic, I used to do fan meetups out here and I loved every one of them. So I want to do more of those when, you know, it's safe for all of us to do it. And I'm throwing this out there when you do it. There's an admission. I can't remember how much because, you know, they only do so many people in the house at the time. I'm paying half for that. <laughs> You're too cool. So I love it. Thank you, man. I really do. So everyone's got to start throwing you some extra, get you a plane ticket, get you a hotel room. I know some great steak places and some good bars over there, you know. There you go. That's get all you got to say right there. Get some closer people down here. You know, we'll have a good old time. We'll, we'll make this a show to remember. Hey, man, I would absolutely love it. I've got, because of the patrons and how awesome the patrons are, I, I invested in a uh, a portable recording, uh, basically a whole portable recording podcast thing that's just absolutely amazing. And then the pandemic hit. So I've used it once, not for the podcast, but I really want to start using it for the podcast. So I'm set to go. Let's do this, man. Let's get this stupid uh, pandemic done so I can actually start traveling and seeing all of you guys. This sounds like a good plan. All right, so that means all every one of us, we got to help start kidding up. We'll get you down here. I love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you again. Thank you for calling in. Thanks for the Pez. You, you're you're always cool. I love chatting with Anytime, you. Anytime, sir. The stuff, man. Thank you so much. Anytime. We'll talk to you later, Kurt. Sounds good. Bye. Man, how cool is that guy? Russ is the best. I absolutely love it. Um, I, I saw someone mention, ask in the comments, how do we send you stuff? I will I will get the address um, out to everybody. Uh, I definitely need to come back to Detroit as well. That is always on the list. 
Um, I would love to do a show in Detroit. I got to just uh, make sure that when we do the show in Detroit, I don't swear at all. So you guys have to, you know, keep me from drinking a lot because, you know, my parents will be there and my niece and my nephew. And I, I don't want to swear in front of my family. I'll swear on this podcast all day long, but in front of them, it might get a little wonky. Plus, my mom gets scared at the easiest, the, the littlest paranormal stuff anyway. So I would love to do a paranormal show in Detroit um, where, where, you know, like maybe where Houdini died at the hospital. I mean, there's so many cool places in Detroit, so many cool old theaters. Um, but yeah. Hey, look, from your guys' request to whomever's ears, uh, let's start doing this. I will gladly do live shows across the country so I get to meet all of you. Absolutely meet all of you, because you guys are the best. Um, I still have some stuff coming to you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Oh, Eek, no, no rush. Thank you so much. That's very, very nice of you. Um... Alrighty, you know what? I think this is the perfect... Russ's call was the perfect call to kind of wrap this up on. So let me turn off the uh, the phone because we don't need that on uh, because then everybody's going to call. Uh, bum, 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 that's turned off. Alrighty, I want to I say a quick thank you to Maria, Melissa, Ulysses. Fantastic story. You did great. Sean, Angie, fantastic call. Thank you so much. And as always, thank you to Russ who's very, very cool. Uh, I'm, I'm changing up the set little by little over the next couple of months. It's going to be a whole new set behind me uh, for a reason. So I can have some cool stuff displayed behind me instead of just a black curtain that you guys can't really get to enjoy. I want to thank everybody in the chat room. You guys have been fantastic. Uh, please, it's just me. Call me next next show. Let's have some fun. Everybody in the chat room's awesome. If they're not, I boot them the hell out because I only want the coolest fans. And thankfully, it's been a couple of trolls, but nothing big. Thankfully, you guys are the best. I cannot thank you enough. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and this has been another quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good night.